0: Of this podcast lived a life that included 52 trips to Las Vegas to bet on baseball for a living. A life that included selling over $1.5 million worth of bootleg DVDs and lost it all. A life that included being sued by the NFL for $10 million, a $119,000 tax lien, house in foreclosure, no job, divorced, an emotional wreck living on government assistance and finally on the floor with a gun to his head and now he's risen from the ashes from the ashes and turned it all around this is the lead king podcast with russ ward tactics and strategies to grow your digital marketing business get clients and produce amazing results. Russ will teach you strategies that he used to build himself up from one of the lowest points of his life. Now, with a thriving, growing business that just had its first $30,000 month, he can teach you to go from zero to $10,000 a month and more. This is the Lead King Podcast, and this is Russ Ward. Welcome once again
1: to the Lead King Podcast. My name is Russ Ward. I am the Lead King and I am your host. And today I have an interview with an agency owner who I have known for quite some time now. A very interesting guy. He has a very interesting story to share with us. And he has some really cool things going on with the SaaS world and with uh, search engine optimization and how it all applies to some of the things that we're working on. This is a guy who has grown an agency from literally nothing. So if you're somebody in the beginning phases or you're going through some struggles, you definitely want to get, listen to what he has to say because he's going to be able to help you a lot with just some advice that he's going to share with us on how he went from literally nothing to a very successful agency. And I'd love to welcome you to the podcast. Kate. Thank you for sharing some time with us today, Josh Klein.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Russ. I'm so happy to be on here. It's an absolute honor. I could like, it just even say, sounds crazy to say that I'm on a podcast, you know, with the lead king. Um, I was first introduced to you by the high level community. Um, you shared a contract. I use that to this day, like a contract template for clients. And I use that to this day. And that's kind of how I got my introduction to you. But yeah, man, it's been a great journey. And uh, like you said, I started with nothing. I, literally, I moved to California with the shirt on my back with a dream to come back with a business and um it took six years and i did it i was able to quit my job but before that i had a girlfriend out there and she had just got divorced and she had you know enough to take care of us for a little while but then one day the money ran out and we had two weeks to pay seventeen hundred dollars for a studio apartment in southern california in lake forest california and she's like you're gonna have to go get a job i had a job two days later and I was working thirteen hour or I was working twelve-hour shifts, thirteen days in a row with one day off because that's by law, <laughs> or I would have worked twelve-hour shifts for you know forever. Um, so I did that, and I did that for six months straight. And I actually rode my skateboard to work from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. because it was only two miles away, and there's a famous Etney skate park on the way, so there's a lot of people riding skateboards and stuff. So. That wasn't too, too bad, but, I mean, you know, that's literally coming from nothing. I was 22 at the time. She was a bit older than me. She was 32, um, you know, and had kids. She had to take back and forth to school and stuff. Um, She was actually an alcoholic and bipolar, and so I was trying to help her with that and, and pay the bills. She wasn't working at the time, and I was trying to get help from her parents, and they were blaming me for all her problems. I was calling them to try to ask for help and they would just get mad at me and blame me for all of her alcoholism that had been going on for years, you know, and I, I was trying to help. And But so anyways, I worked that job for six months, worked my butt off. I would get two paychecks a month. We would get one. My, girl, my girlfriend at the time's name was Jennifer. I said, Jenny, put this check up. We can't touch it. We had food stamps, so we had enough food for the kids and everything always. Put this check up. We can't touch it. We get the second check, we go cash it, we pay rent, whatever we have, left, what we have. and it would be 100 to 300 dollars a month. And so we lived off that for a good eight months. Um, and then I got a second job with a doctor actually, um, kind of working in addiction treatment. He took me around he did home visits, and so you know he would take me around to, to homes where you know it was richer people that were uh, dealing with addiction. Um, And I'll kind of do their biopsych social. He got me my KDAC-2 certification, which is just for behavioral health and um, to be able to be like a house manager for sober livings and to be able to administer medication and stuff like that. But um, so I I was on the clock for 20 hours a day. I worked that other job for 12 hours. I had an hour to get from that job at 11 p.m to the doctor's house and would work from twelve AM to seven in the morning and then I would get I would get to sleep from seven fifteen to ten fifteen to get back to work at eleven. And I mean I did this for this was my life for like six months and I got the doctor's job, did that for four months and I just passed out. And you know what? I eventually started drinking and I eventually started doing dabbling into drugs because they were all around me at the house. And so, um, me and the doctor are still very close. He's like a friend to me. Um, he probably saved my life. Me and my ex-girlfriend at the time saved each other's lives by separating and getting sober. Um, she's got five years sobriety and so do I. Um, but you know, there were times where I lived in my car for two weeks, um, you know, in between places and, before that, when I the doctor let me live in his house when I messed up and, and started using drugs and stuff for about eight months. And um, so he let me live in his server living. I went from an employee to the addict in the program, um, right? And, um, you know, it was a short period of time, but he let me still get a job. I was working, um, it was an eight to six job in a warehouse and I was the warehouse manager in an electronics company. I actually run his website and his SEO and Google ads today. That's my old boss from California. I quit that job to come home with family. But anyways, the whole time I was working for him from the beginning, my ex had to have the car for the kids. I didn't have a car. So I was super far away at the doctor's house. We were way up in the hills. you know. He was super rich. And so we were way up in the hills in um, Tustin in Orange County. And so I had about five miles before I could even get to a bus stop. So I had to order an Uber every day, twice. Okay, in the middle, you know, early in the morning and order it to the bus stop, ride a bus for an hour and a half to get to work. I'm paying for all this. I'm getting 300 to $400 paychecks a week and I'm spending 150 of it to get back to work on Ubers and everything. I did that for three years and saved up and got a car. That changed everything. Once I got the car for two or three grand, got a little Honda Civic, paid cash for it. Um, you know, everything changed. I was able to save two or $300 a month. Um, I did that for another three or four years. And then I had about 10 grand together and I wanted to start an online business. And, um, you know, wow, so man, that's, kind that hard. Hard, man. that's kind of how it started, man. That's kind of the big overview of kind of where I've came from you know, there was a lot of, a lot of stuff that happened in between there and there's a lot longer story to it, to why I went to California. Um, you know, I've kind of had dabbled in that lifestyle, um, since high school, you know, drinking and partying and stuff like that, drinking, you know, probably a lot more than I should have. I don't, I didn't consider myself an alcoholic, but I probably drank like one when I did drink but I could put it down and, and be fine for months, you know, and then might go back to it and drink like crazy for a weekend. Um, you know, but.
1: Wow. That's, that's an amazing story, man. Thank you so much for being vulnerable like that and sharing with us. Um, and number one, congratulations on being sober for five years. I know that's a huge deal. Uh, I've had alcoholism in my family, and I know it's a really, really difficult thing to to put down those drinks and to move on with your life in a a healthier way. So congratulations on that. And thank you. you. Thank you. And and guys, something about this, like people that share like this, these these are people who are very valuable to us, man, because not everybody that goes through hard times like this will share. And if you're going through something really tough, this is just proof that... It doesn't always happen overnight in fact it usually doesn't i mean you you went for three years taking ubers and saving a couple hundred bucks a month until you could get a get a used car right it's crazy man to think to think what i went through man and now
2: like i thought like i went from having 300 dollars a week my bank accounts total you know it's like like 50 grand like it blows my mind you know and that's not even that's not business you know like it's it's crazy i i never imagined And to this day, like, I'll never be broke again, no matter what. Like, I'll never be in that position again. And I feel so good. And I share because in AA and in the community of recovery, I am familiar with it from my ex and being around. And I would go with meetings to her to learn, especially during the time when I used and stuff. And the whole point of it, once you get sober and get through the steps, the only way you can stay sober is to give back. And so that's what I'm doing right now by being vulnerable and sharing is to give back to anyone. If it reaches one person that it, it speaks to and they're like, wow, I'm in this dark place. But, uh, you know, he did it at so young and he went through so much and came to where he is today to make. I made thirty thousand dollars last week on the launch for, le- for uh, you know, white labeling my course that, I, that someone in the high level community asked me to make like it it started as a side project (laughs) right you know like high level has so many ways to monetize and i am smart with computers and technology and you know and i have more of a background in hardware because of my job in california um but i get the tech side really easily and so certain little things click and i saw a need in the market for an alternative to wordpress and that's how kind of my course and Snapshot came to be, plus people asking for it. And yeah, so, let's,
1: um, yeah, let's back up on that a little bit. So, okay. so you, you went through um, this difficult time and you saved up money. You got this car and it changed your life. How did you get from that place to one day, hey, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to do digital marketing. And, you know, there, there's an in-between part of that story. What, can you fill us in on how that works?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, once I got sober and I was living at the doctor's house, Um, I lived there for a good probably two and a half to three years, Um, you know, while I was saving up to get that car. um, The next move for me was to get out on my own. So I rented a room from a a house um, that, you know, it was four brothers on the house. Their parents had passed away. They had four rooms and they rented them out separately. That's a very common thing in Southern California. Um, You know, I was used to having roommates, So I took it a step further. My rent was a little higher, but I was getting paid a little more. So, um, you know, I took that leap and finally went on on my own. I thought I was comfortable enough with my sobriety that I could be on my own. And so I did. I went on my own. And things were great. I loved it. I did feel more confident. And, And the whole time I was out there, my parents, I didn't have to ask for a penny. Like, you know, I survived on my own in California, and I went with nothing but a shirt this shirt, like not this one, but a shirt, like it's unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. What? And, and to tell you this, the girlfriend I I met in Vegas because by chance she was there for her first treatment. That's when she had got her first divorce. She left, went to a casino. We ended up beside each other at slot machines, had one night there, but we continued to talk. I went and lived in Florida for a little while. She came down there for two weeks and we kind of fell in love. And so we were going back and forth from, from Southern California to North Carolina for a good two years while I was back home with family. Um, This is a little further forward, you know, fast forward a little bit before the time I was in California. Um, It's how I met that girlfriend. It's just, it's such a crazy story, man. So many little things you're going to meet these people in your life that are like angels and, I consider you one um, because I see the things you're doing with mental health and just wellness and, you know, and being okay with yourself. I, I, stay, I stay up to date with your content and um, you know, cause it's something I need. I need help with mental health in the marketing space. I'm honestly, I have a couple of VAs for very specific tasks, but I'm a one man show today.
1: And, well, I, I appreciate that a lot because you, you've said some very kind things to me about the things I put out there and, in and... I greatly appreciate you. And you're right. I, I have gone through similar struggles, not, not the same kind. I haven't really ever gone through substance abuse or anything, but I've gone through some mental health issues and I, I've been suicidal and I, I wanted to just give up and, and just let it all go. So I, I understand the journey, maybe not the specifics of, of your journey, but I, I do understand how hard it can be. And so one of the reasons I, I make podcasts like this is because I want to reach people who are in that dark tunnel. And they don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. And, and what I'm hoping to do is shine a light and say, "Hey, at least there's an, there's a light at the end of this tunnel." And that's what that's what I'm really hoping to do. And it's and it's interesting because I don't think you know anything happens for no reason. I, I think everything does happen for a reason. This is two days in a row now where I have interviewed somebody who came back from alcoholism. Yesterday, I interviewed a man who just went 20 years sober, which is a huge wow. deal. And he was living in his car, and he was. Um, going to AA meetings and, and he was catching a ride because he didn't have his own, like very, very similar story to yours. He's just, he's just, you know, 20 years further down the, the road than you are. Right. And I really believe after, you know, talking to him and talking to you that maybe this is supposed to reach somebody who is drinking and they need help. And, you know, somebody out there has to say, Hey, listen, there's nothing wrong with asking for help because it really isn't. And especially with guys, uh, what I've found is that when guys make bad choices in life and and we just screw up our lives we're really expected to just suck it up bro and go figure it out there's a lot of culture of it today it is man it's it's a it's a very hardcore culture especially on men there's a lot of safety nets for women and children and i'm not begging on women and children and safety nets for them I, i believe we need that but men specifically we have this culture where we're supposed to just be super masculine in in the way that society expects and then we're supposed to just suck it up and figure it out and I don't believe in that anymore. I think that we can me be either. there for each other. I think we can talk about these things. And I think we can help each other because I know I am personally willing to help anybody who needs help. If somebody reaches out to me, I will drop what I'm doing. If they say, hey, I'm going to hurt myself, I will talk to you until you don't want to hurt yourself anymore. And I won't sleep. And, right. and that's, a, you know, and there's a lot of people like me out there. I'm not the only one. And I'm sure you're right.
2: Probably- and it's so crazy you say that. I had a friend, honest to God, two, two weeks ago um, tell me he called me at like, midnight. And he was kind of mumbling. I think he was probably drunk. And I said, what are you you doing, buddy? What's wrong? And um, he said, Josh, I'm laying here with the gun to my head. And I said, okay, I'll be right there. I went straight there. I picked him up. I brought him to my house. And my mom and my stepdad sat on the front porch with all of us to tell him, like, hey, man, if nobody else cares about you, he's got his grandma, but that's it. He's had a rough life. We care about you. You can come over for dinner anytime you're gonna spend the night tonight because there are no guns in this house, okay you're gonna stay in Josh's room. We'll sit out here with you till three in the morning if that's what you want and that's what we did me, my mom, my stepdad, and my friend sat out and talked till three in the morning and since then I check in on him uh two or three times a week. I'll just go by his house and you know just surprise him so he can't yeah. you know you know. And uh, that helps. But he's perfectly fine. He's happy. And, now he's OK. And, if and you think that could
1: have saved a life. Yeah, right. You might have saved a life that night. You know, if, if you just said, oh, it's OK, bro. Or, or if he didn't reach out to you, he might have went ahead and done it. You know, right. and this is a huge deal. And, you know, something I'm working on is, is specifically with men. I, I just have seen this thing where men just suffer in silence so much, man. And we need to stop it because, like you said, there's guys like you. There's guys like me. And it is not weak to go out and talk to your bros and say, hey, these are my problems and, and I need help. And yeah. I, I don't care what society says, because I'd rather have you alive and in, in talking about problems than dead and being a tough guy. You know.
2: Yeah, me too. And I'm the same way. And I have this problem with uh, my family right now, my father and my grandma specifically. Um, they don't understand addiction really at all. And they think like, You quit, it's done, you're good forever, and that's not the way it is. Your brain's the same. It can't forget how those drugs and alcohol feel, Um, you know, so it's always there. It gets easier and easier, but I know people that have had 40 years of sobriety and they lose their spouse and they go right back to drinking. Um, You know, anything can trigger it in life, and my dad just doesn't, doesn't understand that. He's very hard on me for mental health medication or going to the doctor. Like, he doesn't believe in that. He believes any medication is for weak-minded people, and it's just, it's very harsh on me, and and my grandma thinks he's the golden boy, and uh, it's just, it's a tough family dynamic, and that's the main reason why I moved away uh, to California, and I came back to be with family because my grandpa was dying. Um, He was the one I could go to about anything um, throughout all the tough, you know, there was a tough eight years of my life after high school, you know. I partied after senior week, and it basically never stopped. Um, I could stop and I functioned, I worked, but I probably was a functional alcoholic during that time. and right. just want to be in denial about that to this day. Um, there was a time I stopped for six months and was fine, but, um, and then went to California and stuff, but it's just, it's wild, man.
1: It's, it's amazing. So to be here today. How did you, how did you actually go from that in the recovery you went through and all the hard work you put in, how did you start a marketing agency? What what were your first steps and how did you grow it to the point where you are now where you're banking 30 grand in a week? Okay.
2: So actually, so COVID was the, like the spark. Um, I'd already, but before that, I was tired of the nine to five driving the forklift. And um, I took four, I I remade my whole um, boss's business. I took four people's positions, okay, like within three months of being there. That saves him a ton of money, insurance, salary, like, and I asked him for a dollar more an hour, and we got an argument over it. He was like, I make the money. I I decide the money here. I was like, whatever, okay. You know, like I'm going to not work hard for as little time as I can, you know, and that's not how you treat employees, and so you get crap time out of them. But that taught me a lesson. I'm never going to treat my employees that way, right? They're going to, like, I want to make it about them and their needs and and be very open and talkative with them about this. And, you know, and and back to my dad or anybody, I say feelings are facts. If this is the way I feel, it's true. Like, it doesn't, it's not meant to hurt you. This is the way I feel. Feelings are facts. And so that's just something I always tell people. And, um, you know, but I went from to making a marketing agency. I was wanting to get out of there for that job for a long time. He put way too much on me, expected way too much of me. I redid his inventory and organized his whole warehouse, got rid of four people, um, just just was done. He, he wouldn't pay me much more. COVID came, and I, and I was already looking to do drop shipping during that time. I was going to start. I had about six grand saved up. I was like, that's not enough to buy inventory. I'm going to have to do something to where I don't like get the product at all, which is drop shipping, you know, but it's like six grand is enough to start that trip crypto. No, I don't know it. Um, you know, so I was looking at different avenues and then I actually caught an ad for the, the agency I went through to train me and they trained me on first prospecting through cold email, um, Facebook ads and a, a couple different methods that they use with a few templates. And they have live coaching calls each week for prospecting. They talk, they have a course on Google Ads and they have a course on Facebook Ads. Um, but that's about that's about it. But they're very very thorough and um, they got me good at really good at Google Ads and conversion tracking um, for the automotive industry. Excuse me, sorry, let me take a drink real quick. But in the automotive industry, I have my campaigns down a hundred percent. So where my base campaign. For hundreds of keywords and ads, I can just copy over for the next client. And but anyways, at the end of COVID, I found them and and just jumped in. So I was working, still working that job for my boss. He was paying me under the table because we weren't supposed to be back to work yet. And and he was paying me more. So that was nice. He was an alcoholic and he got sober during COVID. And so he turned into a completely different person and was super nice to me. And, and it was like night and day. It was crazy. It's the biggest change in alcoholic I've ever seen and so quickly. And his like sponsor would come to eat lunch with us every day at the office. Um, but So he was helping me, pay me on the table. I was still working on my agency from 2 to 4 in the morning. And I don't sleep through alarms, but I was then. I would sleep through 3 or 4 and not remember a bit of it and show up for work 3 or 4 hours late. And that happened 3 or 4 times. And I never do that. You know, like I'm not a late person. I don't miss a meeting. I don't miss a day of work. I show up. That's the that's, If I can't do anything else, I'll show up. And so I was just exhausted from learning the training and implementing it and getting a client. I tried the addiction treatment industry first as my niche. That's what I prospected to for a good six months while kind of COVID lockdowns were still on. Um, and I talked to a lot of business owners because I still had that doctor to bounce ideas off of. And, and, you know, cause I said, he's more like a friend. Um, he helped me a, a lot. And um, I, I found out that they have a huge like entry barrier. Um, they have to be fully inspected for a week that costs upwards of 75,000 to a hundred thousand dollars. There's only one company that can do it to advertise on Google or Facebook. And they come out to your facility for a week. And just do whatever they want. You gotta pay for their flight, their hotel, everything. And they inspect your facility for a week. So then I was like, okay, well, I can only prospect to the ones that are already doing it. Because if they are already doing it, they already have that certification. I can't I can't get, you know, convince somebody to pay that and then pay me three grand to start marketing. Like just that's not feasible. And so the guys I rented from in California, one of them happened to be in dent repair. He was using Yelp, and we were just talking one day, and I was just telling him what I was doing, while I was so tired, and he was like, you know what? I use Yelp, and I hate it. Is there anything you can do for me? And I also hate all the back and forth with my clients because for dent repair, for small dents, it's not its not collision damage. A lot of people might not understand dent repair, but it's a smaller dent from two inches. It's a door ding or like an a eight-inch dent, but it's just pushed in. There's no paint damage. It's just pushed in on the metal. And, um, you know, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a, a major collision or anything like that. So um, he said he does the repair and he wanted to get started with Google Ads or something different and, and not have all the back and forth. And I was like, I can solve that in one second with my forms on high level. I can get you pictures immediately and I can text those to you with the client information your first interaction with that customer instead of going back and forth six times. Cause we'll coach them on how to take pictures. No glare, two pictures close up. It's all we need. Two different angles. It's all we need. Cause people would send glares far away. Like the pictures weren't worth it. He'd have to ask for more. So I fixed that in two seconds. He loved it. Um, his first interaction with the customer was, Hey, so, and so your quotes uh, $400 to fix the, the dent. Um, when can I get you scheduled? I tell them to assume the sale because I would listen to my clients' calls in the beginning and they would be like, Yeah, your quote's two (laughs) fifty. Right. What what do you expect? Like the customer doesn't know what's next. Like you got to you
1: got to assume that sale and you know Absolutely. Yep. And most people they're not trained in sales, so they don't know what to do. Like I learned that. So it's in my
2: SOPs. Um, I have training for my dent repair guys. I've built my whole business around it. Because I I needed to prove my results to myself, so I ran that stuff for him for about uh, three months, and we did pretty good. I got him better leads than Google Ads, and I got his Google My Business to rank a little better, um, you know. So that's kind of how I got into it. Like I tell some of my students, your niche finds you sometimes, and mine definitely did. Um, I've expanded to a, a, basically a lot of automotive dent repair repair, which is dent repair, just hundreds of dents, and they make $5,000 to $10,000 a car versus $200 to $600 a car, but it's seasonal, Um, and then I do ceramic coatings and detailing shops, and then I'll do body shops, and so those are my main four, Um, I'm about to start a huge rank and rent project with a developer of the big agency I just white labeled my course for. Um, he wants, we're using my course and template to build a huge rank and rent project, um, that v, our VAs are going to do. We're going to build the first, I'm going to build three sites. He's going to build three VAs, build the rest. Um, so. Wow. My that's
1: huge, man. So once, once you got the first guy and he, and you got good results for him and your niche found you, what, what did you do? How did you start finding clients? Did you use what you learned at that job from prospecting? And that's how you went out and got your initial clients?
2: Yes, it is. So I went and lead scraped, dent repair across the country, The top 100, top. I went off population, um, you know, because I found that, you know, there needs to be at least 500,000 people within a, you know, 30 square mile radius, or it's not, it's not, you know, it's harder, a little harder to get lead volume for dent repair because I've got to get them three, four jobs a day because they, they make so little per job. So the lead volume's got to be really high. But so I started cold email, man. It was my number one thing because I found that all dent repair guys had no good marketing that they trusted, that that, that didn't just take their money. Um, why? There was one other company that was all about dent repair that I could find. It was called YPC Media. They started about 10 years ago. They built all of my clients' old websites, you know, on WordPress and never touched them again. And they, and we're still paying for them like so much. And it was like, guys, no, you know, cause they would ask me, do you do anything with SEO? Cause I paid for this website so long ago. So then I got into SEO now out of necessity, but I was just doing cold email and I picked up another four or five dent repair clients. And um, and then I wanted to get them set up and get them results. One of them was hail repair. And I was in the most competitive hail repair market in the country for automotive hail repair. It's in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth area. Uh, he had 25 competitors. We had robots clicking our ads. Now I've got his two sites ranking. I bumped up his WordPress website that this YPC Media people built. But he was attached to it because he helped design it. So I pumped it up with backlinks from the site we built in with my template and stuff. And so now they switch like one and two, two and four on Google.
1: So tell us a little bit about that. So um, you got really good at running these ads and you got good at SEO um, and then you built a course around it. And, And that's how we started really talking recently, because what I was looking for was I was looking for something I could add to what I was providing to my local service clients. And I thought an SEO option that I could easily implement through go high level through a snapshot would be really great addition. And we just had a little conversation about it. I was like, yes, that's exactly what I need. And what I did was I handed it off to my VA. And I thought if my VA could go through the course and follow the directions, then this is something I could easily template and do over and over. And she was able to do that. Um, I have a great VA, by the way. So you ended up building a course on this. And what what happened then? Like, are you like a full time course builder now? Or do you still have clients? Or how does it work? for you?
2: I still have clients. So I actually, I even white label Google ads for other agencies uh, and they send me one or two clients a month because I have the Google ads that down and repeatable um, to where I optimize them most in the 30 60 days. But after that, Google ads are evergreen. That's why for my industry, I don't really mess with Facebook ads. It doesn't make sense. People aren't, you, you can't convince somebody, I don't know, it just people aren't thinking about dent repair. Cause it doesn't matter. It's not like they can't drive their car because of that dent. Um, you know, so they, they have to want that dent fixed on their new car to be searching for you. So to right. me, we've tried it. Facebook ads, it's just not, it's just not worth the money. Um,
1: tell, um, tell me a little bit about this course because I know it's been really helpful to me. Um, Tell the tell the listening audience like what is it about? How can it help them in their agencies? And, and how can they implement it? Just because I'd like to share it with people and, and feel free to to tell us what it's a, what it's called and give us a link and, and we'll share that in the in the notes of the podcast episode.
2: Okay, yeah. So it's called GHL meets SEO, and GHL stands for Go High Level. Um, the whole point the the overall point of it is to um, make SEO much easier to, to get started with. Um, it's very intimidating to a lot of people. It was to me, it still can be to me. Um, I want it to be easier for agencies to start SEO and I want it to be more scalable for a lot cheaper. Um, you can clone websites for nothing. You can get a $12 domain hosting costs, nothing. Um, you have no plugins cause you got your forms, you got your click to call, uh, you got your surveys, you got everything you need, all your automations, like, everything you need really is in high level. They just put out beta blogging. So there's going to be real blogging instead of the full form, like the full page blogging, like I do full page articles. And, um, you know, so the, the, um, the course came with a few templates. It it was originally, um, came out because the owner of, of high level asked me to share a video of our results. We tested it with three clients. When I started getting asked for SEO, Uh, I said, I'll test it for three clients because this tool I use has a website builder. So it's not going to cost us anything extra to build it. I'll give you a discounted rate on it and it'll be half price. And so three clients went along with that out of about 10. And so we built a website in in high level. Um, After 90 days, I shared a couple of screenshots of my results because somebody in the high level group asked, is anybody using this for SEO? And then um, Sean Clark saw that, asked me to make a video. I did the post blew up 300 people asking, can you do this for me? How do I do this? You know, all these things. And I was like, guys, I I don't have time for that. And I stick with my niche, but look, give me 45 days. I'll I'll reverse engineer what I'm doing. I'll put it into a template and I'll make it as easy as possible for you and as plug and play as possible and, and give you the template and the course around it. And so I did, that's how it started. I kept it all organic. I made, four or five YouTube videos about it and tutorials. I posted one at the top of the one page landing page. And now if you search anything high level SEO or SEO high level, I come up on Google. Like my video comes up number one, two or three and my little one page website comes up one, two or three organically. So in the first year, um, I got 62 students organically just from my one page landing page because I wanted to prove to people like you can get organic leads in sales. I did it from this one-page landing page, like because it's got the basics in place, and I've already got all that stuff there for you in the templates, and um, so it's just a really smooth process. Uh, just this week from that uh, agency that I white labeled it for, I've had four students make. Uh, so I had one make twenty-five hundred dollars off a website, and he's only had the course for a week. He's already got the website built, sold it twenty-five hundred bucks, got ongoing SEO plus the CRM for two ninety-seven a month. Um, because he was able to provide this client he knew he had a solid system for SEO um, because of my results and my students' results and you know and some of the testimonials and stuff like it works it's enough At the end of the day high level and WordPress produce HTML and so I saw a need in the market it, that people were tired of WordPress and so I wanted to build something in high level that could show people look it can be used for SEO and I also wanted to push high level to put more into their SEO like structure, like put more into that part of the tool. And so um, right. just goes over all of that. Part A is the intro to the snapshot. It's got the snapshot link in there and it tells you how to upload it. And then it's got SEO basics. I gave you a full checklist of the four types of SEO. Show you what we focus on in the beginning to get the site published. And then what you can go back to. Um, step C, we just added it for version three. So version one came out like I said in uh, February last, last year, 2021. Uh, version 2 came out in about uh, came out about four months ago. and then we just released version three a week ago. Version three now includes two hours of sales training. I provide all my price sheets on canva templates and so I tell you how to sell websites to a current client that already has them. I teach you how to sell a website to a new client that already has one or doesn't have one. Um, you know, I teach you know I teach you how to upsell, it. and I also teach you how to um, monetize the snapshot. Right? It can be you can offer that one page landing page. Sign up, sign up for my 14 day free trial and get this free landing page, and then they actually sign up for the CRM. Even if it's at 97 bucks a month, um, they're in your system, right? Then you, then you upsell them that one page landing page to a 10 page website for 15, 2500. And that's things I've done time and time again. And then I have those. So I have like 10 about, I have eight or 10 that are just websites, but they pay me 97 bucks a month plus uh, $400 a year for hosting that doesn't cost me anything. Nice, man. They don't know that hosting doesn't cost anything.
1: And guys, like, I, I want to tell you that I have never been an SEO guy. Like, like Josh explained, I, I was intimidated by it. I didn't know what it was. And his directions are super easy to follow. Like, And the reason I had my VA do it was because I always run it by my VA. If I can give it to her without me giving her any instructions, then I know it's pretty simple and easy to follow. And I don't know what Josh is charging right now because he, you know, I, I got it at a discount because he was running a sale. But whatever price he is currently charging, whenever you're hearing this, I'm telling you, if, if you need an SEO option in your business, or just need to learn how to make websites that are easily duplicatable. It's so simple. Like the, It's all templated out. You just There's like brackets where you have to put in your keywords and, and switch your images out. It is so easy. So I don't endorse everything that, that I work with because some of the stuff quite honestly sucks. But this definitely doesn't suck. This is good stuff. And if you need an SEO option, I highly endorse um, Josh's course. I mean, you should just grab it. And with all this extra stuff in there, sales training and, and upsells and all this stuff, I mean, it would be a no-brainer to grab this. So Josh, we are um we're actually coming up on a time where people start to fade out a little bit. Uh okay. I love hearing your story, brother. Uh I love hearing your your progress. And I would love to have you back on again, maybe to talk about okay. some more things. But um typically like right around the 35 minute mark, people I, I notice they start to 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 zoom out on us and I don't want to lose too many of the people. So okay. um, can I share uh, one more thing about the cult? Yeah, absolutely, I man.
2: Give, I want to give you a special link. So okay. uh, after the sales training, it just goes through all updating the website. We updated it from 12 steps to eight steps. You can get through the course in three days, but have your first site ready in three days. T- site number two takes two or three hours. And then part D is all my additional resources, all my outsources that I use for SEO, for citations, for backlinks, for entity stacks, it, for geogrids, anything I use outside of the course. But since Russ had me on, I'm selling it for seven ninety seven dollars right now. I want to give Russ a special link for, to put in the podcast uh, for 4.97 for you guys, just for him having me on wow. here. So it'll be 4.97 for you guys forever if you click his link. And um, yeah, I just wanted to give you that, guys, because um, awesome. I really, really appreciate this.
1: And uh, guys, yeah, for- I'd love to be back on anytime,
2: and Talk about anything. I just want to share that real
1: quick. And the other thing too about Josh is—is is he so easy to talk to? Like I. I not only had a few questions for him, but he came back with a whole bunch of answers that I didn't even expect that he was going to do. And then I went to his YouTube channel and there was a whole bunch of other things just explaining how the whole process worked. And yeah, so super easy guy to deal with. And, and like I've bought a lot of courses, we've all spent tens of thousands of dollars on BS stuff. This is not BS. This is good stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah so really man i i want to thank you more than anything like I, I understand you're doing great in business you're doing great with courses but thank you so much for sharing your story with us because what i think is going to happen is that's meant to reach somebody who's going to hear this and it may inspire them to get some help it may inspire them to make a phone call and if if we reached one person by doing this interview today then we we did really great things for the world don't you agree yeah
2: that? absolutely i talk to people every day I give two free sessions before my course that are 30 minutes and i give two free after to get your first stuff published so you get a total of four free sessions with me the two after 45 minutes and i talk to people about anything like i end up talking about problems with their grandkids problems with their addiction (laughs) like i end up being like a therapist to people and then help them with their website so guys it, it, it's not just you, you get what you get because most courses want to be automated and get your sales. That's not what this is. I'm here to make sure you get your success and ROI for this. And you sell one website for two, uh, two $2,500. You've done five extra ROI on the course because I'm getting Russell Link for four ninety seven. Appreciate you having me on, Russ. This has been great. Uh, I'd love to come back on anytime. You've been listening
0: to the Lead King Podcast with Russ Ward. Russ Ward has been through everything. Losing houses, money, a wife, sued by the NFL, tax liens, and through it all has risen from the ashes. Yes, the Lead King podcast covers tactics and strategies to grow your digital marketing business, acquire clients, and of course, get results. But more than that, we talk about the mindset that's required to endure the frustrations, the failures, and the setbacks of growing a marketing agency. You can reach out to Russ by phone at 813 278 7040. Email Russ at Russ Ward at the Lead king.com. on Facebook at the Lead King and on Instagram at Lead King Digital Marketing. And the website is theleadking.com. If you want to grow your digital marketing business from nothing to 10K a month and beyond, and if you want to learn how some of the best in the business did it, you're in the right place. Till next time, this is the Lead King Podcast. Signing off.